You're listening to the WELF NPC News Radio Podcast with your hosts, Walter Mistletoe Livingstone and co-host Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. To all North Pole City Elves, those in Santa's Village in the Lower 48 and all around the world, this is your weekly update for the week of March 27th. 2023, I am your host, Walter Mistletoe Livingstone. And I'm your co-host, Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. Let's go to press. For the week of March 27th, 2023, your sponsor will be Vicky's Virtual Vacations. Vicky is your virtual vacation headquarters. Want to take a trip somewhere but just can't get out of the North Pole? Stop by and book a virtual trip with Vicky at Vicky's Virtual Vacations at 330 Silver Bell Circle. You will have the best trip without having to go the extra mile. Save an extra 30% off if you book on Virtual Vacation Day this week. That's Vicky's Virtual Vacations. Update from Santa's Village. We received a report from an anonymous elf stating that they witnessed Santa and Mrs. Claus dancing in the mansion this past week. Rumors suggest that the Clauses may make an appearance at the dance competition on Friday night. The Clauses did attend the dance about 40 years ago and were some stiff competition, with them coming in third place. It will be interesting to see what happens on Friday night. From the Department of Elfland Security, Edward Hinkelmeyer sent out a memo stating the Office of Elf Affairs will be closed on Wednesday and Thursday of this week for some renovations and furniture replacement. Some of the pieces of the office dated back to when Santa's Village was established, and it's time for an upgrade. The offices will be cleaned, painted, and outfitted with new office furniture. If you're planning on bidding on new positions this week, please do not stop by the offices on Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday. The offices of the WWWPR are still recouping from a power outage that happened over the weekend. The website was down for about a day and a half since the connection to the internet was interrupted with some storms that moved across the southern part of North Pole City with some heavy winds that knocked out the power at the communications tower. Everything seems to be back up and running now and is operational. In North Pole City weather, this week we are expecting temperatures in the minus 19 to minus 22 range with mostly sunny skies. Precipitation is not expected as there is only a 10 to 20% chance any day this week. High winds are expected again though on Tuesday, so be careful. Join me this Friday as I will be the Master of Ceremonies at the North Pole City Dance Marathon at the North Pole City Hotel. As you are aware, this dance is held every year to help celebrate the Dance Marathon Day, and it is a throwback to the dance competitions from the 1960s. Elf couples will hit the floor starting at 8pm, dancing the night away. There will be several competitions throughout the evening. You're coming too, aren't you? Oh, I'll be there. Are you dancing? Do you have a partner? I don't yet. Okay. All right. Well, see you then. If there's anybody out there that wants to be my dance partner, call the station right now. (laughs) Before we cover this week in Elf history, let's take a quick music break. 
walking around, feeling free, thinking about what's happened to me from July up till now. Don't know where, don't know how. Lately I've come to realize that I can't see it in your eyes. So it's true. I'm so glad, feel it too. Nothing to hide, falling in love. This week in Elf History, I'm going to turn it over to our investigative reporter, Becky Marshmallow Livingstone. Becky, please take it away. Thanks, Walter. Well, this week in Elf History, we're going to talk about the Eiffel Tower dedication. It was dedicated on March 31st of 1889 in Paris. The ceremony was presided over by Gustave Eiffel, the tower's designer, and attended by French Prime Minister Pierre Tirard and a handful of other dignitaries and 200 construction workers. In 1889, to honor the century of the French Revolution, the French government planned an international exposition and announced a design competition for a monument to be built on the Champ de Mars in central Paris. Out of the more than 100 designs submitted, the Centennial Committee chose Eiffel's plan of an open lattice wrought iron tower that would reach 984 feet above Paris and be the world's tallest man-made structure. A worldwide symbol of romance, Eiffel's Tower had critics who argued that it would be structurally unsound and indignation from others who thought it would be an eyesore in the heart of Paris. 
In fact, 300 Parisian artists and intellectuals signed a manifesto that ran in the Le Temps newspaper on Valentine's Day in 1887, saying, We, writers, painters, sculptors, architects, passionate lovers of beauty, until now intact of Paris, hereby protest with all of our might, with all of our indignation, in the name of French taste gone unrecognized, in the name of French art and history under threat, against the construction, in the very heart of our capital, of the useless and monstrous Eiffel Tower. Even so, Eiffel completed his tower and under budget and in just two years, with only one worker losing his life during the construction, which at the time was remarkably low casualty number. The tower has three platforms, each with an observation deck. Eiffel even contracted Otis Elevator Company of the United States to design the tower's famous glass cage elevators, though they weren't completed yet on the dedication day, so Gustave Eiffel ascended the tower's stairs with a few companions and raised the enormous French flag on the flagpole. Fireworks were then set off from the second platform, and once he descended, Eiffel addressed the guests and about 200 workers. When the Paris International Exposition opened, the tower served as the entrance gateway to the giant fair. Over the years, the Iron Lady has changed her looks with a variety of paint colors. When it was opened in 1889, the Eiffel Tower sported a reddish-brown color. A decade later, it was coated in yellow paint. The tower was also yellow-brown and chestnut-brown before the adoption of the current specially mixed Eiffel Tower Brown in 1968. Every seven years, painters apply 60 tons of paint to the tower to keep her in good condition. The tower is painted in three shades, progressively lighter with elevation. Since Eiffel paid for 80% of the tower's construction costs, he was permitted to allow the structure to stand for 20 years in order to recoup his investment before it would be passed to the hands of the Parisian government, which planned to disassemble it for scrap metal. Eiffel engraved the names of 72 of the country's scientists in the tower's first-level gallery. To see a list of the names, you can visit the Peppermint Post this week and get the link. And atop the structure, he installed a laboratory, which was used by himself and other French scientists to study astronomy, meteorology, aerodynamics, and physiology, and to test experiments such as Foucault's pendulum. In 1909, Eiffel installed an aerodynamic wind tunnel at the base of the tower that carried thousands of tests, including those of the Wright Brothers airplanes and the Porsche automobiles. In a final bid to save it, Eiffel erected an antenna atop the tower and financed experiments with wireless telegraphy. Seeing the value of the tower in sending and receiving wireless messages, the city kept the tower up when Eiffel's permit expired in 1909. Today, there are more than 100 different antennae on the tower, beaming radio and television broadcasts around the world. As a final tidbit, during World War I, the French military used the tower's wireless station to intercept enemy messages from Berlin. And in 1917, the Eiffel Tower intercepted a coded message between Germany and Spain that offered details about Operative H-21. Using this transmission, the French arrested, convicted, and executed legendary spy Mata Hari for spying on behalf of Germany. 
All right. Very interesting. Yeah. Back to you, Walter. Well, thank you very much. Before we continue on with the news, let's have another quick music break. report from the North Pole City Commerce stated that the waffle tasting was a huge success. More than 2 million samples went out and 500,000 votes were cast. The winner ended up being... Winter's Waffles! Winter Wonderful Waffle Layton was very excited to have so many votes for his waffles. He said that he never would have imagined that his waffles would be voted on by more than 80% of the voters. It truly was a landslide win. Congratulations, Winter. Now that the snowball games have ended, the North Pole City Sports League are looking at plans for this year's reindeer games. 
There will be a planning meeting scheduled for Tuesday morning at the North Pole City Sports League offices at 10 a.m. for anyone wishing to be a part of this year's steering committee. Anyone is welcome to come out and join on the planning sessions. This week in community events, we start off with International Scribble Day on Monday the 27th. Kids love to scribble. Take some time and give it a whirl. You just might find it relaxing. On Tuesday the 28th, it's National Something on a Stick Day. Whether it's a corn dog, popsicle, shish kebab, or something else, have a treat on a stick. Foods that come on a stick are fun and easy to eat. Don't want to make your own? Visit Mrs. Claus's Kitchen to see what treats on a stick they have for you to try. Wednesday the 29th is Mermaid Day. Miranda plans on swimming up for a visit, so be sure to stop by and say hello. It's also World Piano Day, and Penny Piano Cumberbatch is holding an evening concerto concert in the North Pole City Auditorium at 8 p.m. Thursday the 30th is Virtual Vacation Day. Since we elves don't get out of the North Pole too often, this is a great chance to visit some places in the world you always wanted to visit. Virtually. Stop by Vicky's Virtual Vacations to take your virtual trip. Since it's also Pencil Day, call Vicky to pencil you in. <laughs> you like that one, don't you, Walter? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, now on Friday the 31st, it's going to be amazing day. Join on the dance marathon at the North Pole City Hotel. They'll be hosting the North Pole City Dance Marathon starting at 8, and it will go until the last elf drops. None other than WELF NPC's Walter Mistletoe Livingstone will be the master of ceremonies with special selections by the treetoppers. It's also Crayola Crayon Day, so pull out your crayons and color a picture. Or do some more scribbling if you aren't going to dance. Saturday is a full day, too. It's April 1st and April Fool's Day, so be on your toes. Lucky the Leprechaun is still in town. It's also Pillow Fight Day, too, so start your day or end your day with a pillow fight with a family or friends. It's also a fun day at work and edible book day. That could be your April Fool's joke. Get a book at the North Pole City Library's edible book sale and tease your friends at work when they ask you if it's a good book. <laughs> WELF NBC would like to wish a very happy 600th birthday to Emma Gingerbread Appleton of the Reindeer Stables. She has been working with Blitzen for 300 years. She is the only one that seems to be able to get Blitzen to take a bath. We wish her many more happy years. This is Walter Mistletoe Livingstone and Becky Marshmallow Livingstone with the reminder, if you're not having fun, it's not worth doing. Have a good evening and be sure to tune in next week for another WELF MPC North Pole Radio News Update.